Small Business and Startup Stories, DSM, features conversations with small business owners who share both their victories and failures on their path to success. Small Business and Startup Stories, DSM, is produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. More tips and resources are available at dsmpartnership.com backslash business. I'm your host, Christina Moffitt. Darcy Evans, welcome to Startup Stories. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. So entrepreneurship for you <laughs> is not your first career. So tell us a little bit about your background. So uh, yeah, I'm actually a full-time ER nurse. I work at a level one trauma center in Madison, big 500 bed hospital. Uh, and that is where I started my career and where I've pretty much been most of the time. Um, always in the emergency department. I knew that that's uh, the area of focus that I wanted ever since I was a little girl. My mom had some chronic medical issues. And really early on, uh, I knew I wanted to be a nurse, which was great because it saved me a ton of money in college knowing exactly what I wanted to do. (laughs) So um, yeah, nursing has been and healthcare has been my only real background until we bought the gyms. So So Everybody just heard you live in Madison, which is not in Iowa. Yes. And you have a full-time job, which is not running two gyms. So talk to us about your gyms. Tell us a little bit about Burn Boot Camp and why Iowa and how all this came to be. Yeah. Well, um, so first of all, people always say, I bet you always wanted to own a gym. Like, that's so great. You're living your dream. And I was like, no, I never wanted to own a gym. I hated (laughs) exercising. Um, And what happened was I was uh, your typical middle-aged mom, three kids, full-time job, didn't take care of herself. Back in high school and college, I played sports. I played volleyball, was on a lot of teams. And then once I got past college, I just kind of shifted my focus to taking care of everybody else. You know, taking care of my family, my kids, and my career. That's what I do. I'm a caregiver. Um, and as your kids get older, you realize that you need to start mom dating, which I'm convinced is much more challenging than like spouse or partner dating because you're looking for that person that you just really click with. And my son had a play date. I went over and met this girl, Heather. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the first person that I have this like bond with. I really get along with her. And she was just like, okay, well, I just tried out this new gym and I think we should go together. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have no desire to go to a gym. So but I, will, I was happy she asked me out again. So thanks, mom friend. Yep. So I lied like a good person does. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've been looking for a gym. Like, oh, that's amazing. They have childcare. I would love to go. And so then I had to actually follow through and go to the gym the next day. And as I was walking up the steps, I'm like, okay, I'm 38 years old. I haven't really consistently worked out since I was 21. Like this, and it's a boot camp. Like this is going to be awful. And I'm like, I really don't need friends this bad. And I was tempted to just leave. <laughs> I was like, nope, I'm going to do this. And um, came through the door and met the trainer. And I know it sounds cliche, but the end of day one, I was hooked. Like, I just fell in love with it. It was like nothing I had ever experienced because it broke all of my preconceived notions of what a boot camp was and group fitness Um because I saw all ages, all sizes, all abilities. The trainer was able to give me um, modifications. We were all doing the same workout, but he gave me modifications. Um, 
And I actually say that he's like, okay, we're going to do push-ups. And I was like, well, I can't do push-ups. He's like, that's okay. Do them on your knees. I was like, well, I actually can't do them on my knees either. Like I don't have enough upper body strength. He's like, that's fine. We'll do them against the wall. And so like there was this progression. Um, So like I said, fell in love. And actually that girl that invited me, we were talking and she goes, can you imagine if this was your job to just be in this environment every day? It's a women's focused gym and there are husbands that come and we do have kids camps. Um, but I really love the idea of empowering other women and supporting other women. And the best thing in the world is to see something in somebody that they can't see for themselves. And then you pull that out of them and you celebrate them for something that they never thought they were capable of doing, but they were capable of the whole time. So Heather and I decided to open a burn. We talked to the owners, kind of researched it. And um, I don't know when we first talked about it, if I was ever like seriously thinking it would happen. It was just kind of like a pipe dream, like, oh yeah, that'll be great. And so we interviewed and the day before we were supposed to sign our papers, um, we had created our LLC and did all those things. The day before uh, her dad was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. And so she called me crying. She's just like, my parents live in Illinois. This is going to happen in Iowa. I don't know how much they're going to need me. And I just can't do this. And I'm so sorry. And so I came back to my husband and I was like, well, actually, I'm a little bit relieved. Like, let's be honest, this is really scary. Like not having this got a way out. (laughs) And um, he's like, you know what? I've seen so much change in you and all these people around you because I pulled everybody that I knew into this gym. And um, he's like, I think this is your dream and she can't do it with you, but I will. And I think we should do it together. And so that's how I ended up like being a gym owner by myself. Um, And Iowa is where my husband grew up. My father-in-law was a Story County deputy and his mom was a teacher at Collins Maxwell Baxter. So Oh yeah. Small town. Yes. So he's got roots here. So Iowa made sense. Yes. So you guys are still in Madison, as you said. So talk to us about that. You do own two gyms. I know you got, so first gym opened when? That opened in the spring of 2018. That was And second one? And Ankeny opened in the spring of 2019. And we were scheduled to open Waukee in 2020, which obviously did not happen. <laughs> so for several years, you've been going back between Iowa and Madison. So tell me a little bit about how that works for you guys. And a husband-wife partnership is a little different when it comes to business. So tell us a little bit about that, that piece. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's some days I'm really surprised that we still have a business and we're still married because that <laughs> has been probably one of the biggest challenges. Um, when we opened Clive, uh, my husband is in is an officer. He's a police officer. Um, so we, when we opened Clive, my husband's a police officer and he still maintained that full-time job status. Uh, I dropped at the hospital a little bit. I went down to 24 hours a week and then I was the one doing all the commuting and it was really, the gym was kind of like my, my baby. Um, and then as we grew, uh, we, it became very apparent that I have no interest in ever leaving nursing. That's always going to be a part of me. And um, he was in a better position to, to go into like a, a LTE appointment at the police department. So part-time. 
So he stepped up a full-time officer and stepped into the gyms that I had been running for a year and a half, two years, pretty much by myself. And he stepped in to run them, which I'm still working through. Like you have two type A people, two type A professions and, um, it's good. It's good, but it is, it is really, really hard. Um, and there are a handful of people that are husband wife teams that we kind of have as mentors, but, um, I don't think, I think that is probably the, one of the biggest challenges in our business. Um, so now he does a lot of running back and forth. We do a lot of stuff remotely. Um, and with the pandemic, obviously, like my my workload at the hospital increased exponentially. Um, and so he was the one going back and forth all the time. And now it's a little bit more balanced where we're both more um, ingrained in the business. So. so running the business remotely, you guys do come back and forth. Obviously, hiring really good people mm-hmm. is part of keeping that going that you've been able to get Clive going in Ankeny. So talk to us a little bit about how you hire. What do you see in people? Kind of what's your process for for hiring? Yeah, I think uh, my process has changed greatly um, as, as we've kind of developed a team. Um, I've become more confident. In the past, I was looking for experience specifically and skill set and something that would fill kind of this gap um, where I was not confident because at that time I, I wasn't a trainer, you know, I had no um, business experience. So that's kind of what we were looking for. And as this has evolved, what I've realized is that most skills can be taught and it's hundred percent you hire for heart. So I hire for a person who's, um, who has a great work ethic that is solution focused and not problem focused that um, a person that cares about other people and has a servant's heart is how I like to phrase it and integrity. And then just that they're genuine. Like those are the type of things. And then from that, you know, it's like, well, I can teach you how to run a computer program. Like I can send you to a training and you can get a certification, but those are like the biggest things. They have to have a willingness to push themselves, sit, you know, to step outside their comfort zone and be a person of integrity. I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, a lot of times I I think entrepreneurs do make the mistake of hiring well, I don't know everything. So I need to hire somebody who does know everything, but that doesn't always, always work because you do need somebody who's passionate about the business like you. And just like you said, you can teach on the, teach on the skill set. So obviously COVID came, everything got shut down. So talk to us a little bit about how you made that through there, your changes, your team's changes. Talk to us a little bit about COVID and its impacts to you and your business. So when COVID hit, I was in a great kind of position for success because I had the background as a nurse, as a healthcare provider, and I was able to take the knowledge that I had there and implement it in ways in the gym that I knew that I could keep my members safe. So that was great. Um, The challenging part was that I also knew that COVID was very real. And so I would do short videos on my members only page and share information with my members so that they could not live in fear of COVID, but have a respect for it. Um, we, uh, 
when we were able to open our doors, we instituted masks um, and we had a whole thing set up where we social distance. We did our own contact tracing so that we would notify people. Um, that was really important to us and to our members that we had transparency if there were cases. Um, we changed our cleaners so that they were approved to kill COVID um, in cleaning in and of itself in a gym. That was... <sighs> huge like that was a huge shift the workers just it felt like they were training as much as they were cleaning so um i'm sure all those hours shifted oh yeah yeah and then we limited you could only come in five minutes early which was really challenging because part of our uh, what makes burn unique is the community like and it's really hard to build a community when you have to physically stay away from people when you you know limit their time that they're together in the gym um so that was a challenge um but one thing that did come out of it is we were pushed to really kind of up our virtual game so we had facebook lives we actually shared um camps with other states other trainers so we would say hop on maple grove minnesota's you know facebook live if you want to give people constant options um and that's something that was really good that came out of COVID is that that was lacking the virtual option for us. Um, and I think just like everybody else, I think that COVID took a toll emotionally on the staff and the members. Um, you know, Terry and I have a very close relationship with all of our staff and they would share just how it was hard because you know, when we were closed, people are like, I need to come back to the gym. Like that is how, you know, I treat my anxiety, my depression. Like I, I felt so good about it. And that's my outlet. You know, I'm a caregiver for my whole family plus my mom. And like, that was my 45 minutes. And so um, it really kind of brought to the surface that what we're doing isn't, um, isn't purely just a workout, that this is a tool that a lot of our members used during COVID to kind of cope. And when we opened the doors back up, like people were literally crying. They were so happy. I bet. I bet. I, I we've seen that, you know, happen recently. Just people are getting to go into groups for the first time that have felt so isolated. I I can see that being a huge thing. You know, I mean, you know, as a medical professional, how good those outlets are and how much they're they're needed. How do you think you mentioned, you know, the virtual option was was upped? What does that look like now? Are you continuing that for your members? Are your members really wanting to do in person? Are you staying hybrid? Talk to us a little bit about where you're at right now. So we still do both. Um, We're lucky because headquarters actually really backed us up with a robust um, kind of platform of extra camps, different types of workouts that are all online. So the members have uh, access to a Facebook Live from us so they can see their own trainer and their members. They have access to a Facebook Live from headquarters and we have Zooms. So we still continue to do that because not everybody is ready to come back. Um, But I would say the majority of people want in-person again. You know, I think you can buy exercise equipment and I think we've all done that in the past where, you know, it's it's January 1st and I got a treadmill and it's like, yeah, I ran on it, you know, for a while and now it's where I hang my clothes, you know? I think we're created, we're created for connection. We're created 
to want to be with people and be part of a community and physically be with people. And, you know, I think that is what we'll see as we move away from our social distancing and some of our regulations that people are just craving that in-person contact again. So coming out of this, what, I mean, obviously entrepreneurs don't never expected COVID. What is one thing you have learned about yourself as an entrepreneur that you never expected? Coming out of COVID, I've learned that I actually am capable of so much more than I thought I was. You know, I am actually way more resilient and creative in my thinking. Um, And I never viewed myself as creative and, you know, um, and as resilient as I am. And I think that's something COVID taught all of us is that you don't know what you can do until you have to. And so it was... It was a part of me that I didn't realize I had in me to be a strong leader for my members, for my staff, to constantly reframe things in a positive way. Um, And I I mean, coming out of COVID now, it's just like, okay, like whatever happens, we're fine. (laughs) Pretty much like, okay, the gym just burnt down. Well, it looks like we're doing parking lot workouts, you know, like just, it's fine. I think it's taught a lot of people just to fly by the seat of their pants because when the regulations are changing that fast, just as you mentioned, you just don't have a choice. And when you know people are relying on you and counting on you, I'm sure that it helps you pivot quite quickly. You did mention headquarters. So Burn Bootcamp um, is a franchise, which is an amazing opportunity for a lot of people to jump into being entrepreneurs. Tell us why that was appealing to you versus starting your own. Um. Because at the end of the day, I went into this because I loved burn specifically. Like there was no other option, you know, to start my own or to do something independently. It was that I wanted that specific product of what burn is, like their values and who they are as people at headquarters and that community, because I hadn't found that anywhere else. And so, um, yeah, they're just if if burn wasn't an option, then I would have just stayed nursing and my husband would have stayed a police officer and I probably wouldn't have gone into business. I think a lot of franchises are overlooked that they are small businesses. It was just a turnkey solution. And a lot of times that's a better option, you know, rather than trying to write your own rule book. And so a lot of people I've witnessed another company that was the first franchise, you know, because it was a good product they believed in. So I appreciate you saying that because some people do think they can duplicate it, but when it comes down to it, it usually is specifically that franchise put, you know, all the policies and procedures and everything in place to make their entrepreneurs successful. So we're coming up on time. So tell me a little bit about what's next for you and burn bootcamp. So, um, my husband and I, when we bought Burn, we bought an area development agreement um, to open three locations in five different zip codes we had to choose from. And a couple weeks ago, um, I just really decided to go all in. And I know it sounds crazy that we're, you know, three years, four years into this, and I'm saying that I decided to go all in. Um, but We decided to open the third Um, in the midst of the pandemic, despite all the challenges, 
because what we see and what we believe is that this is really, really needed, that um, people are going to come out of COVID and they're going to need fitness. And we need to start looking at um, preventative care, right? Like emotional, spiritual, mental, physical preventative care. And in the hospital consistently, what it looks like is you do have some people who are healthy and you have a bad outcome, but really it's um, a lot of the risk factors are from obesity or sedentary lifestyle. So you want to do everything you can to be in a stronger position to be healthy. And I think people are going to realize that. I think that's very true. So uh, location where you're going to be, can you say? Number three, walkie, walkie. Okay. And do you have a date you'll be open? Um, I don't because one of the, one of the big challenges that I never anticipated was real estate, like finding a location. I just thought it was like an apartment, you know, like you just, there are real estate options everywhere and it would be super easy and it's all set up and you just sign and then you just build it and open it. But, um, that's, that's always the challenge, but, uh, we've got a great real estate broker and, um, a couple good options. So that's where we're at is a couple options and working on those. Well, great. So 2021 walkie to BD. Um, so we will see you there. Darcy, thanks so much for being on with us today. And if you'd like to check out more about Darcy, head over to Burn Bootcamp. She's got that location in Clive and Ankeny and walkie coming soon. Thanks for being with us, Darcy. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Small Business and Startup Stories DSM podcast. Inspired by these stories? We offer a hub full of resources needed for any small business owner to grow and succeed in Greater Des Moines, Iowa at dsmpartnership.com backslash small business. Thanks for listening.